Praise the Lord, everybody. Well, as you can tell, we have some special guests here today. It's one of my most favorite services all year, all weekend, and that is when we bring the Walter Hoving home here. And these ladies are going to minister to you in a powerful and a profound way. If you've ever doubted the life-transforming power of the blood of Jesus and the cross of Christ, you are about to witness it firsthand, and I pray that it touches each and every heart. I want to introduce the leader and CEO of the Walter Hoving Home, Beth Greco. Beth and her husband, Pastor Tim Greco, also serve as our campus pastors at our Cold Spring campus. God bless you, Beth. Good morning. It's really great to be in New Milford today. We love Faith Church and feel like we're at home, part of the family. So thank you for welcoming us. We're so grateful for your partnership, um, your love, the way that you embrace us, especially at the Cove Spring Campus where our women attend weekly. And it's just um, great to be part of this body. And um, so Hoving Home has been around since 1967, so 55 years. We've seen over 26,000 women enter our doors in that time, women that are bound by addiction or other life-controlling problems that just need to find the love of Christ. We know it's Christ that transforms someone, and that is the heart of our ministry. The heartbeat is that they um, are introduced to him, they learn to be in relationship with him, and their lives are transformed. And so we know that without him, we're just another program, but with him, miracles happen. And you're going to hear and see that um, this morning through song and testimony. But we have a short video, if y'all will split there, um, to show you about the ministry, and then you're going to hear some songs and testimonies. And I pray by end of this service that your hearts would be a little bit bigger and deeper for those that are struggling and lost in addiction, that you would understand it in a different way. And if you know anyone that's addicted, and as I stand here, um, I know that every church struggles with this and that your families struggle with it, some of you, but there's hope. And we hope that by the end of this service that you believe that too, that there is hope for those that are bound. And so here comes the video. When I was stuck in the deepest part of my addictions. I was alone. And my grandmother had attended a church that we all attended as a family, as kids. And she told my youth pastor, and he told me about this place that Mike could help me. And I made a collect call, and it ended up being the Hoving Home in Garrison, New York. I'm Beth Greco, CEO and President of Hoving Home. I've been with the ministry for 30 years and have seen miracles take place. The mission of the Hoving Home is to build a loving community that empowers women to fulfill their God-given destiny. We serve women over 18 struggling with addiction. We also serve in one of our programs, Women with Children, that's Restoration Without Separation, as they come and their children live in residence with them. Since 1967, Hoving Home has had tens of thousands of women walk through the door with an opportunity to change their life. For those that complete and graduate our program, there's an 82% success rate for those that never return to their old way of life. I can remember in that first few weeks how hard it was. And I sat in a room one day with the staff, didn't believe at all that I could change. In fact, was telling her I couldn't. 
And she looked over at me and she said, you may not believe it right now, but would you hang on to my faith? Because I believe that God can change your life. So like myself, many of our women come to just get sober. We think that's what we need. But when you come into a relationship with Jesus and your heart and life is transformed, you get so much more. You don't just get sober. You get peace. You get joy. You get hope. And that's what life transformation looks like. That you have this power to live that you never had before. When a lady enters the Hoving home, she enters into our phase one, which is our crisis care. A bed to sleep in, good food to eat, and people that care about her. And in that first 30 days, that's really the key, just to help them adjust and feel safe. In the lay in the foundation phase, the women will begin to work through the root causes of their addiction, while also learning about who Jesus is and what he can do for them and how he can change them. And as we mix in his love with dealing with their shame and their guilt, they can begin to find freedom. One of the important pieces of the next part of the journey is career and employment readiness. Many of our women don't even know what their gifts and talents are, and they discover it here. We teach computer skills. People can get their driver's license, their GED. They can get mentoring, coaching, counseling. And as they begin to find what they're really good at, then we begin to help them discover what God might have for them for the rest of their lives. And during this time, they're also getting more responsibility. They're being trusted more. And they begin to gain confidence, this God confidence that will carry them through to the next phase, which is transition. Living outside of the program, working a job, being responsible adults, and applying all of the scripture and everything that they've learned along the journey. At Hoving Home, we see that addiction shatters people's lives. It doesn't discriminate, but Jesus rebuilds shattered lives. If you would like more information, we will have a table in the back. We'll have some of our, our ladies back there. We also have a program that hopefully you grabbed when you walked in. It has a coupon. You can fill it out and get on our email or mailing list. If you want to volunteer, if you want to um, partner with us, there's ways to do that. Our website is hovinghome.org, and we would invite you to participate. It's about a 50-minute ride, right up 84, and, and we would love for any of you to partner with us um, in volunteering and helping and serving. And so thank you again for allowing us to be here. I'd like to introduce you to the Hoving Home Choir. Good morning. Um, my name is Ashley. I'm 29 years old. I'm from Binghamton, New York. I have three beautiful children. Um, I was always raised in church most of my childhood, but growing up, I was raised with a very um, alcoholic, abusive father. He was both um, physically abusive, mentally, and emotionally. So at a young age, I just had no respect for men, and I had a void in my heart um, that just longed for the love of a father. So in order to fill this void, I began using substances, um, drugs, alcohol, and even in men. 
So in high school, I entered um, what was to be my first uh, serious relationship, and I thought that, you know, this was the love that I was looking for. Like, this was it. About, I ended up having a, a child. I had my first son, Jaden, and when Jaden was about one years old, his father um, committed suicide. So this really just was the start of my depression and also the real beginning of my addiction. Um, I began using... Um, alcohol and just drugs and then I entered another relationship thinking that this relationship would um, just fill the void once again and replace the family that I was longing for. Still at the end of the day I found myself lonely and just depressed and my addiction continued to grow. I had another child and at this point um, I was just really full of shame and guilt, and I ended up having another child, my third child. Well, I found out that I was pregnant about four months um, into my addiction, and my addiction just began to spiral out of control, and I just knew at that point um, I needed to get help, not only for myself and for my present kids, but also for my unborn child. Um, I just remember I just hit rock bottom. I lost my job, my house, and almost custody of my two children, and I just remember crying out to the Lord and just like saying, if you're, you know, if you're real and you see me and you know me, like, I just, I need you. I need you to help me get out of this addiction. I need, I just need help. So shortly, um, shortly after that, a few months, um, a few months later, my family and um, an old youth pastor from my church, they had reached out to me. They sat me down and they introduced me to the Hoving Home. So I came into the Hoving Home. I started in the women's program. Um, about three months into the program, I eventually entered a lioness and a lamb. It's a program for women and children. Um, I was about five months pregnant at the time. And just since I've been at the program, I no longer um, long for the love and the void that was in my heart. Christ had filled that void. And I established a firm foundation in Christ. I no longer place my identity or my salvation in substances or people, um, and I have been restored to uh, my two children. The Lord had blessed me with a third child. She was born healthy and just lively and free of substances. So, um, thank you. I've been in the program for about 10 months. I'll be completing in January. And my future plans that I have that the Lord has for me, I'm not really quite sure, but I do know that I am going to pursue my first ministry, which is my children, and to just reach out in any way to help mothers um, that are suffering an addiction and that just need hope for love and just that Christ is their Savior. And the verse that I've stood on since I've been in the program is Romans 8:28, for we know that in Christ, all, for we know that Christ works all things for good to those who love Him, who have been called according to their purpose. Thank you. My name is Hannah Caparelli. I'm 19 years old, and I'm from Cranston, Rhode Island. Um, I came from a loving Christian family. When I was younger, um, me and my family were very close and unified, but distanced after um, a series of traumatic events that led to my brother moving out, my parents being divorced, and me and my siblings becoming very separated. Um, when I was 11 years old, I was sexually abused by a cousin. This led to a slow disconnect and um, misunderstanding of who I really was. Um, this led to me becoming addicted to marijuana. 
Um, this ended up causing multiple mental health issues and um, multiple episodes of psychosis that led to me almost losing my mind. Um, this brought me to a hospital where God then saved my life and has been beginning to deliver me from all of these things. Um, since I have been at the Hoving Home, I received so much love and so much grace from the staff and from everybody there. Um, God is beginning to teach me how to lean on him through all of my problems and to rely on him for everything and not to be afraid no matter what happens and just to keep pushing forward. Um, the verse I stand on is, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. My future plans are to attend Leadership Academy. And <laughs> that's it. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I don't think I mentioned, but we have um, seven programs in five states and we'll open in our sixth state um, February 1st. And so um, the Lord is working all over the United States and um, we just consider it a privilege to be able to um, bring the women in and see what God does and um, see how he's going to use them for their future. And, and just very exciting how they impact the kingdom once they leave. So I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Frank. Come on, let's give it up for these girls. What an extraordinary, extraordinary ministry. I, I met Beth and Tim about, it must have been about 10 years ago. Is that right? Maybe even more. I don't remember. I was a lot younger then. In any case, I met them when I was hosting TBN, and it was at a critical time in our life. Our daughter was struggling at that time. And when I met them, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, sow into this ministry. And from that day forward, I began to sow into that ministry, believing God for good things in our own family, and God has turned that situation around for his glory. And that's what the power of God can do in the lives of people, amen? And that's really what Christianity is all about. It's about becoming new creatures in Christ Jesus, seeing the old things passed away and all things becoming new. And we as believers, we have the opportunity to take the things that God has blessed us with to be a blessing to the kingdom of God and to be a blessing to others. And so I want to share with you a little what I'm calling a sermonette today um, because I knew that the girls were going to be here. And if I were going to put a title on this, I would call it Flip It Part 2. If you were here last week, you remember we spoke about turning our blessings into double blessings. And the text that we used... It's Second Kings chapter 2, and I'm just going to read one verse of Scripture. Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. God is a God who wants to bring blessing into our life, not just so that we can be blessed, but so that we can be a conduit to all those who God puts in our lives. And I want to share with you just a couple of stories that really magnify the power of God's double blessing. Um, one story comes from a man by the name of Brian Ivey. You may not recognize him, but heaven knows his name. He has a directing career and he produces movies. 
And his movies are really dramatic illustrations of God using the things that he's blessed us with to bless other people. He's award-winning producer, and on his journey to notoriety, he caught wind of a pastor in Seoul, South Korea, who started an orphanage, and the way that he would allow people who didn't want their children to drop off their babies was with a drop box. He knew that these people would be embarrassed, maybe full of shame, maybe didn't want to be recognized. And so what he did is on the outside on the street, he set up a drop box and literally it was an oversized drop box and you would pull it out and you would put your baby in this drop box and then close the door. And on the other side of that door, there would be a caring family that wanted to raise and care and take care of these particular kids. And most of these kids were dropped off or um, given up by their parents because they had deformities and disabilities. And the name of the pastor was Pastor Lee, and he raised at that time 600 babies who were dropped off at the drop box. Well, when Brian heard his story, he got this God idea. And the God idea was to make a movie that would tell his story so that other people would know about it. But if all you do is get an idea and you never act on the idea, it remains an idea for the rest of your life. At best, and at worst, it's a killed or destroyed or never seen destiny. Because God ideas are meant to push us into our destiny. And so Brian moved into action and Brian raised about $65,000 to produce this film. He recruited 11 students who would go on a trip with him to Seoul, Korea. And there for three months while they were shooting the film, he laid and slept on the floor of the orphanage. And the result of that was a uh, film that became an award-winning film, and I highly recommend that you go see it, called The Dropbox. And he won all of these accolades, and really it, it just launched his producing career. And the reason why it launched his producing career, I believe, is because he decided to use the blessing that God had given him to be a blessing to something and someone else. And that movie became a seed of faith that would lead to other movies. One, and the most recent one that he produced is called Emmanuel. And as with most private films, it's very, very difficult to raise money for private films. But the movie tells a story of unfathomable forgiveness for a man who went on a race-motivated, hate-filled shooting spree at Emmanuel Church, Christian Church in South Carolina on the evening of June 17th, 2015. The church is one of the oldest black churches in the United States and has long been a center for civil rights events. And in the shooting, there were nine African Americans killed during a Bible study. 48 hours later, the families of what is now called the Emmanuel Nine, you don't want to be in that group, stood in court and they faced the killer and they offered him words of forgiveness that shocked the entire world. The anointing that is on this film is undeniable because there on display before the entire world was a forgiveness that was undeserved. It was a forgiveness that was unexpected. It was a forgiveness that came from a place that nobody would have ever expected it to. And that is the forgiveness of Almighty God. 
And that forgiveness is the same forgiveness that has been offered to each and every one of us as children of God. I'll never forget the words of Billy Graham as he described what Christ did for you and I. And I want to read them for you. It says, there he hung, suspended between heaven and hell, having suffered unspeakably. The spikes never held him there. It was the cords of love that bound tighter than any nails man could mold. But God commended his great love for us. Even while we were still sinners in that Christ suffered for us. But the physical suffering of Jesus was not the real suffering. Many men before him had died. Others had hung on the cross longer than he did. Many men had become martyrs. The awful suffering of Jesus was his spiritual death. He reached the final issue of sin, fathomed the deepest sorrow when he cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This cry was proof that Christ, having become sin for us, died physically and spiritually, and with it having lost all sense of the Father's presence at that moment of time. He who knew no sin was made sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. On the cross, he was made sin. He was God for, forgotten and forsaken. Because he knew no sin, there is a value beyond comprehension in the penalty he bore, a penalty that he did not need for himself. How it was accomplished in the depth of darkness, man will never know. And then he says this, but I know one thing. He bore my sins in his body on that tree. He hung where I should have hung. The pains of hell that were my portion were hanged and heaped upon him. And I'm able to go to heaven and merit that which is not my own because of what Jesus did. He gave us forgiveness. The same forgiveness that the parents of the Emmanuel 9 stood there in that courtroom and gave to the shooter of their loved ones that particular day. The funding for Emmanuel eventually caught the eye of Steph Curry and Viola Davis, who stepped in as executive producers, and the movie also became and award-winning. But the story behind the movie gets even better. Brian Ivey and his executive producers of Emmanuel decided to turn it into a benefit film where all of the proceeds would go to families who lost loved ones in tragic shootings. They turned it into a double blessing. Why has God blessed Mr. Ivey's films? Because he was committed to honoring God with the outcome. And we talked about this last week when we, we said, when you and I are committed to honoring God with the outcome of whatever he blesses us with in our lives, God is always more than happy, totally willing to pour out his double blessing on our lives. And so this year, and as every year, we always give a portion of our special offering to bless ministries. And of course, the Hoving Home, excuse me, is always part of that. And so what God laid on my heart to do this year 
and I hope this is okay with everybody, is to tithe off of the entire offering, the very first check that we would write to the Hoving Home Ministry. Now, it usually takes us about two or three weeks to get all of the money in, and so the first portion that came in last week is $125,000. That's what came in last week, and so we love that. Amen. Thank you all for your generosity in sowing $125,000 into the Hoving Home Ministry. Today we're going to receive um, the offering again. For those that didn't have a chance to give, many more people will give online. And so if you haven't given yet and you want to give to the special offering, you can do so. Um, if you've already given to the special offering and God has laid it on your heart to give something uniquely just to the Hoving Home, you can do that as well. Just designate that on the check that you write. Say, I've already given to the special offering. I want this to go to the Hoving Home. And we'll give that to them. And so I want to call Beth and Tim to come forward. And I think we have a check for you guys today. This is the first portion of our special offering. Here is a check for $12,500, which is the tithe of what's already coming in. And whatever else comes in, we will send you another tithe check from that. We love them so much. Everybody take a picture. If you want to get a picture right now, come on into the, come on into the, the center. This is one of, trust me, the greatest ministries on the earth. And I want to encourage you, please continue to give generously so that we can be a blessing to this ministry. Thank you so much, guys. We love you. Amen.